Today's episode of the podcast is brought to you by the Cow Lot, where cowboys and cowgirls shop for hats. The Cow Lot has a history of service, quality, honesty, and integrity. Continuing the Western way of life, how you wear it, and how to preserve it. You're guaranteed to get your hat fitted and shaped exactly how you want it. I'm very picky when it comes to my hats, and the owner, Glenn, and his crew have never let me down. So head over to thecowlot.com, order yourself a new lid, and tell them Dan at the Modern Cowboy Podcast sent you. And remember, you can tell by looking. It came from the cow lot. Today's episode is also being brought to you by Canyon Coolers. Canyon Coolers sells ridiculously cold, seriously tough roto-molded coolers. With long-lasting ice retention and innovative designs, your next and last cooler should be a Canyon Cooler. You may be surprised to find out that Canyon Coolers held ice significantly longer than a Yeti Tundra in a five-day ice challenge. Jason Costello, the CEO of Canyon Coolers, describes himself as an ice retention expert, and that is what Canyon Coolers delivers, ice retention. As I just stated, Canyon Coolers held ice significantly longer than the Yeti Tundra in a five-day ice challenge. Canyon Coolers sells two series, the Pro Series, which is their flagship, and the Outfitter Series, which is their classic original design. Sizes range from 22 quarts to 150 quarts. Canyon Coolers are headquartered in Flagstaff, Arizona, and are constructed of USA-made materials and offer a lifetime warranty. Modern Cowboy podcast listeners can receive a 10% discount using the code MODERNCOWBOY at checkout when completing your order at CanyonCoolers.com. So head over to CanyonCoolers.com, order yourself a new cooler, and tell him Dan at the Modern Cowboy Podcast sent you. Today's episode of the podcast is also being sponsored by It's Jerky. There's no food more cowboy than jerky. I've been a fan of jerky since I was, oh gosh, as long as I can remember. But I was on a recent trip, actually, I was out and uh, stayed with Cody Cowden for about a week. I was leaving his place, driving back to Arizona, and... I wanted to get something to eat, and something I wanted to eat something good though, just a a good snack. And I didn't want to have fast food, so I, I actually pulled into the Flying J to get fuel. Thought, well, they might have something here. So, I, and I, I thought, man, if I get some beef jerky, that'd be great. But most of the time, beef jerkies are just overprocessed and uh, full of all kinds of chemicals. So I actually went in there and was perusing the aisles, and I came across this this jerky called It's Jerky, and I looked at it, I read the package. And I was surprised that the price was uh, was so good. It was a pound of jerky for like $20. Anyway, I ended up buying it. Jerky was amazing. I absolutely loved it. And now here they are sponsoring the show. So uh, big shout out to them and big thanks for, for their sponsorship. And I would just uh, highly recommend you head over to itsjerky.com. Order yourself some of this amazing high-protein, low-calorie fuel for your body tell them dan at the modern cowboy podcast sent you where are you cowboys and cowgirls at hey everybody this is dan hillenbrand and welcome to modern cowboy the podcast for the cowboy lifestyles and businesses around the world i'm glad you're here so sit back in your saddle and prepare to be inspired motivated educated and entertained as i interview a new guest each week that embodies the modern cowboy Sons of the desert and riders on the wind. 
got a restless spirit burning deep inside of me. I ain't got much, but I'm free. I've always been one to do it my own way. I'm making my living between the saddle and the stage. I don't know nobody, nothing. Everything I got's my own. Some say I'm just a man to the bone. I'm a cowboy, yes I am. I was born to rope and ride. I'm a cowboy, that's my brand. Until the day I die. Hey everybody, welcome to the Modern Cowboy Podcast. Uh, I'm super excited and, and really honored to have our guest we have on tonight. It really came about kind of fast, and I was surprised that she was able to even do this during this time. But we have uh, Andrea Leon. She's a UFC fighter. She's actually fighting this weekend in Vegas, September 12th. It's going to be on ESPN Plus. So if you don't have ESPN Plus, it's like five bucks a month. Get it. Okay. Uh, all the listeners that listen to the show, they know that my two favorite sports that I love to watch are bull riding and MMA, um, both of which I'm not good at either one of them, but I love them. And started watching the MMA when UFC really got going back in the early 2000s. Always loved Joe Rogan back in the day. And we've just watched it over the years. I watched it. My boys grew up watching it. And then they introduced women into the sport, which at first we were kind of, as men, we we're kind of like, wait a minute, what are you talking about? They got women in the sport. Well, now, I've got this uh, amazing young lady on here tonight that can literally whip me, and that's tough for our men's egos, but I can take it because I know it's just a fact. But everybody else knows, too, that this podcast is all about uh, cowboys and cowboy lifestyles, and no matter what part of that you're in, and I've, I, I'm, whenever I see someone wearing a cowboy hat, and I saw Andrea wearing cowboy hats before, and I go, this girl knows what's happening. So we've got her on the podcast tonight, um, and we don't have a lot of time. She's got to be to the shuttles, I think, in, by, what, 10 to 6, I think she said. And it's uh, yeah. quarter, after, quarter after 12 right now. So anyway, without further ado, Andrea, welcome to the Modern Cowboy Podcast. Thank you for having me. <laughs> well, hey, I really appreciate you taking the time. Uh, I know you're in training right now. The fight is this Saturday. Uh, I want to make sure we stay on track. I don't want to say anything that's going to distract from your training uh, whatsoever. I wouldn't want to have you mad at me. Uh, but no that worries. being, that being said, uh, briefly, where, uh, where did you grow up at? I grew up in Texas, Atlanta, Texas. It's a small town. It's like, um, it's like out, it's close to Texarkana, Northeast near Arkansas, Louisiana. It's in a little, it's called the Arklatex area. Okay. Where it's like this, just little bubble where you're the three States right there on the three States. And so that's where the, the hats come from. Is there any story behind the hats? I mean, did you ever rodeo? Did you uh, grow up on a ranch? I never rodeoed. I grew up. Um, I grew up with lots of animals. I mean, we had all diff different kinds. I mean, I never. My mom grew up being a. You know, she rode horses and she did barrel racing and stuff like that. And I always wanted to whenever I was a kid. But uh, by the time I was born, my family they didn't have the horses anymore, and so we ended up we had all other kinds of animals, you know, chickens, doves, pigeons, for whatever reason, we had emus, right. uh, <laughs> you know, and lots of rabbits. And we had, you know, a few cows and, um, and goats. And I love the goats. The goats were my favorite. 
Um, I would even, I would try to ride the goats when I was a kid. <laughs> it was, we try to see who could stay on the goats back the longest, you know, their backs aren't meant for that, but we were little and it was something fun to do. So. <laughs> Absolutely. So when, when did, so you didn't rodeo and you, and you missed out on the horses then, when did you get involved in mixed martial arts or karate or how'd that come about? I moved to Louisiana in 07. I was right after I graduated high school and uh, I have always had an interest in martial arts, but like I never, you know, I never had that opportunity, you know, to pursue it as a kid because we didn't really have that kind of stuff, you know, growing up in, in the mm -hmm. town that I lived in. Um, but it wasn't until I was 20 that uh, I, I looked for a school to, or a gym to actually like, you know, learn from. And uh, that's kind of where it started. Um, I started with boxing and, and kickboxing and just kind of like slowly trickled over into MMA. But MMA was initially what I wanted to do because I thought there was something about fighting in a cage. It had some appeal to me and I was like, I want to do that. That's what I want to do. But I started out with boxing because we had to, you know, learn all the aspects of it before just throwing me into the cage and me getting my butt kicked. You know, there's so many elements, you know, to it. You, you got to learn every aspect of MMA. Yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, just as a little side note, I always wanted to learn karate. I always wanted to learn some type of fighting, but I don't like to be hit at all. And I did do some kickboxing one time and tried some Muay Thai. Uh, this was a long time ago, but I got kicked in the ribs by this guy. And he was like, at the time, I'm thinking this guy's old and he's maybe 40. And I'm thinking, ah, oh, this guy can't do anything really. And it's the first time I'm sparring. He kicked me in the ribs. And I'm telling you, I dropped like a rock. And I mean, it ruined me. And I, I was done. I see you guys get kicked in these fights and, and keep fighting. I mean, is it just, do you build up a tolerance to that? Or is it something that's just innate? You're born with it and you can take a punch? No, it's not, it's not, it's not that you're born with it. It's, uh, it's conditioning. And you, do, you build up a tolerance you it's also it has to do with your breathing so like if you get caught with a body shot and you're breathing in all that like air is just going to get trapped and it's going to like you're not going to be able to breathe out you know it's going to get caught mm -hmm. in there and you're like <gasps> you know trying to you're trying to push it out and, you know and that's that's the problem because a lot of people when they first get started they just, they get so tense you know and they're like holding their breath and like <clears throat> <clears throat> but you're supposed to let it out. That's why in martial arts, you always hear people, their key eyes, mm -hmm. ha, they yell out. That's to right. let them know that that's like a reminder, like to, to let it out, to let the air out. Um, but if you get caught, you know, and you're not, you're not breathing out, then it's going to be, it's, it's going to be one of your stories. And that's happened to me many times. I got caught in the body a lot in the beginning and it sucked, but you learn quickly, the more, the more you get hit there and the more you get dropped, you, you get wise to it. <laughs> <laughs> so, so now the other thing too is uh, you don't look like a typical fighter. I mean, like right now you're sitting there with your long blonde hair and you got your nice black felt hat on. Do you, do you get flack for that at all ever? Or do people underestimate your skill set or your skill level? I don't think I get underestimated anymore. Like I did in the beginning, for sure. Right. In the beginning it happened. But now I feel like I've made a, a pretty good name for myself, you know, and, and people see me as an aggressive fighter, like I'm a threat, you know, and, you know, if when you fight me, it's going to be a fight, you know, you're going to have to, you're going to have to come bring your best, you know. Um, well, I'm not going to fight you just so you know, I'm, I'm just interviewing you. <laughs> I, I know exactly what you mean, though. 
Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, definitely. Like, and I still get it. You know, why would you want to do that? You have such a pretty face, but you know, there's more to life than just having a pretty face. Right. You know? Right. <laughs> So now let's talk about the, the rankings and stuff. And, and let's talk about your weight class. What weight class do you fight at? I fight at um, 125. That's the flyweight division. Now, have you ever fought at a lower weight or higher weight? Or do you stay pretty much at that weight? I stay. Yeah, I stay at a flyweight. The only time that I ever fought 135 was, was uh, when I first got started. It was probably like the first, my first MMA fight like ever. And then I decided you know that flyweight division was probably best for me because i didn't really cut that much weight to get down to 135 so. right and, and now do you do you have to cut weight now or do you pretty much stay in, in, in your fighting weight all the time or no i still cut weight i cut about yeah. 15 to 20 pounds right now i'm sitting 10 pounds over nine well okay let's see eight yeah so about nine pounds over and so you've got to cut nine pounds by, by fr friday by friday and what, what time, what time are weigh-ons on Friday? We get to do that in the morning time. In the morning. Like, so in, in, in that, that seems like a lot of weight in just a few days. I mean, cause today's Wednesday. It is, but it's like, it's mostly water weight. So we do, right. a, we do trick our bodies. We drink a lot of water and that lasts eight to 10 pounds. So if you're getting a gallon, a gallon and a half, like a gallon weighs eight pounds. So if you're getting a gallon and a half of water in like regularly, like daily, then your body's going to be able to drop at least 10 pounds easily, you know, because it's all water weight. Gotcha. So now when, when did you get into the, the UFC and, and what divisions did you fight in before? And did someone recognize your skill set or did you have to beat someone to get the position you're in now? Well, I, I had a really, I, I built a good resume um, coming up as an amateur and then even as like a pro um, in the promotions and stuff that I fought for. So I had like close to 50 fights as an amateur and I had, you know, multiple tighter titles, you know, like Muay Thai titles, kickboxing, and then also MMA and boxing. So that resume helped me get into Invicta. So I got into Invicta and also Legacy, which is now mm -hmm. LFA, if you're familiar mm -hmm. with any of those promotions. Invicta yeah. is an all-females MMA promotion and then legacy is it's on it's on ufc fight pass and it used to be on uh fs1 but um anyway so i fought for legacy and invicta and those are both feeders into the ufc so i fought back and forth but between those two promotions and then after i fought for fought and defended my world title for lfa i got the opportunity to sign a contract for the ufc i was going to fight short on short notice but um that fight ended up falling through for me but i still got to sign the contract and so you know that kind of that that sealed the deal <laughs> now that had to, that had to be exciting did, now, did you sign this con did you sign this contract how long ago was that in 2018 so i mean that yeah that's real yeah. recent it was actually 27 yeah, it was 2017. Man. Because, uh, like, I signed the contract, I believe, in 2017. And then, like I said, that fight fell through. And then I got to have my first fight in 2018. That's what it was. That's what happened. Gotcha. So I had my first fight in 2018. Yes. And it was exciting. Now, I mean, you know, I knew that it was going to happen. I knew I was going to get the opportunity to fight in the UFC. I just, it was just a matter of time. So just stay busy, you know, getting my fights and making a good name for myself. And it was going to happen. 
Right. Well, I, I know I remember because I remember seeing your fights and I remember I don't remember if it was the first fight you had your hat on or you put it on afterwards or where I first saw it. But whenever I see it, it's just like I key in on it. So <laughs> I've been I've been stalking you for a while on Instagram to get you to try to get you on the podcast and, and to have you do it now is 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 just perfect. But so what was it like meeting Dana White for the first time and sign and signing that contract? Because you you probably signed it with him right there. Right. Or. No, it didn't work out like no. that. Um, no? So the the matchmaker uh, Mick Maynard offered me the the fight on short notice, and then they sent over the contract, you know, and I signed it at my home, and then you know took picture and then faxed it back over. So that's kind of how that went down. I met Dana <clears throat> the first time that I met Dana. I think it was when I fought Ashley Evan Smith, and that was in Greenville. South Carolina. So that was, I believe that's the first time that I met Dana. And, um, you know, we got a picture together, you know, and he congratulated me and said, good fight and everything. I'm always really weird and awkward whenever I get around Dana. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, I don't, it's, I don't, it's not even that like, I'm just like starstruck or anything. Cause it's not that it's just, I get nervous. I mean, he's, he's Dana, you know, he's the boss. And right. I don't want to say anything stupid, you know, so I just am kind of really awkwardly shy when he's around or, you know, just kind of smile at him. Hi, that's about <laughs> it. I don't know what else to do. <laughs> so, uh, so now the fight on uh, this Saturday, you're fighting um, Roxanne and ha have you guys fought before? We did. We fought uh, for Invicta and that was a okay. really close fight. I just lost a, a split decision. Okay. So this is kind of a rematch, but in the UFC. Yes. To a certain yes. degree. Yeah. I saw the, um, her uh, attempt uh, at trash talking you <laughs> yeah. um, video, which was quite, quite hilarious. It was. Uh, yeah, it was quite, it was, <laughs> it was entertaining. It was definitely entertaining. It was really funny. I, I enjoyed it. Made me laugh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, are you, are you guys friends? We are friends. Now it's mm -hmm. not like we're like, we hang out or anything like right. that. And I've never gone to train with her because I always knew that we'd end up like fighting again, but right. you know, we, we are friends and we do, we get along and you know, always, I'm, I'm always cheering her on, you know, when she right. fights. Um, but you know, business is business. It happens. Everybody competes against their friend, you know, right. one time. Yeah. And, and what's that like? I mean, to, to get your mindset in the mindset of fighting, because, you know, most people think about fighting, they're fighting out of anger or whatever. But when you watch mixed martial arts and you, and you see it and you just see there, I mean, there's so much technique, there's so much skill. Uh, there's so many factors that go into it. And the longer you watch it, the more you realize that and you just see that, it, you know, people will look at it initially and think it's like barbaric, but it's very, very tactical. Um, you know, how do you keep your mindset how do you get your mindset getting ready for a fight, especially if you know somebody like Roxanne or whatever? Uh, what do you do? How do you prepare for that? Uh, for me, um, I just keep my mind clear of everything. I don't really think I don't need like I don't need to be angry or have any animosity towards anybody. Like for me, it's just business. I mean, I've been doing it for so long now. Now it's just like it's just another day, you know, right. and it's no different than, than sparring my friends, you know, my best friends at the gym, you know, cause when we're sparring, we're trying to get the best, the better of, of the, you know, each other, you know, we, we want to like, we want to win our rounds when we spar, right. you know, we're not trying to hurt each other, but at the same time, we're trying to like, we're trying to land some shots, you know, I mean, I don't mind dropping somebody from a body shot, you know what I mean? Like I want to, 
I want to get mine in, but we're never like trying to knock each other out. Um, but it's no, it's no different than that really, you know? So, um, and honestly, I think it brings everybody closer. I don't know what it is, but it's like, when you, you fight each other and you compete against each other, I don't know. It just brings, it's like, it's like you connect on a different level. I don't, I don't know. It's like, it's just, it's, I don't know. It's special in a way. (laughs) But you you just, huh? You know, you see that at the end of fights, you know, you'll see a, a, I mean, a brutal, you know, fight. And then afterwards, you see both fighters just completely, I mean, 99.9% of the time, they completely change, you know, and they'll embrace, they show respect. And uh, I think to your point there, that it does, it, it's something that, you know, very few people ever go through or do. I mean, it, it's, I think of MMA as being the ultimate test of one person against another person. It, yeah. I just... Um, and not, I'm not trying to bag on any of their sports, but I'm just saying that's, I mean, it's hand to hand, foot to foot, you know, I mean, and it's, it's, it's just an amazing, amazing sport. And uh, I, I love to watch it. It's super exciting. And it's just crazy that there's girls like you that fight in this and are, and are such good fighters. And speaking of that, I, um, you know, I don't know if you have a boyfriend or anything, but how about dating guys? Like if, if, if you dating a guy that's not a fighter that's got to be a strong-minded guy to be able to date a girl that can whoop his butt that well um i do have a boyfriend and he actually he fights now in the ufc he just he made his ufc debut a few weekends ago but um and then of course my ex was my coach so it's like that's kind of really what i'm used to right um my friend andy now she she does she will not date a fighter she refuses so she's like, she just, you know, she likes to keep her fighting life and her relationships like separate from that. And, um, you know, it works for her and it right. would probably work for me, but I, I don't know how that, I don't, you know, I don't know how that is. <laughs> right. Know, right. I don't know right. what that would feel like. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. What'd you say? You told me to do what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's uh, I don't know. It um, it works though. I mean, it works. Um, you know, Tony and I, we have a good relationship and, uh, we do, we have our own careers though. So I think that's, that maybe that's why it works. Cause he has his fight career and I have my fight career, you know, so it's not like we're, we're being, we're smothering each other. You know, he's not right. here right now, actually he's back home and I'm here, you know, so we get right. our space. <laughs> right. Yeah. Now talking about careers, obviously in every, in every sport, there's a, an age limit, you know, I mean, you're very young. You've got a I don't know, quite a few years ahead of you in, in fighting. Are you looking at it as, are you going to fight as long as you can fight? Or do you have other aspirations in terms of developing uh, other businesses out of this or training or products or anything? All of the above. All of the above. <laughs> All of the above. I, I, I do want to, I want to fight as long as I can, but I mean, I'm not gonna, I mean, we'll see how I feel, you know, when mm-hmm. I get to like 36, 37. Um, but I do want to, you know, I want to have my own gym. I want to have, I want to build off my name and, right. you know, I want to have products and like, I want to have merchandise and stuff yeah. that I can also sell. I would love to have branded hat, you know, yeah. you know things, things of that nature, things that I can continue to grow and make money off of uh, long after I'm no longer able to fight. Yeah. Yeah. You definitely, definitely need to get uh, hooked up with a hat sponsor. Yes. And that's what I'm working with Charlie Warnhorse. So we're going to see how that works. Right. And, you know, so that all the fans, other fans can see the, the Charlie Warnhorse 
see guys it's nice i love the gray it looks good i love the inside it's pretty nice yep hat switch (laughs) hat switch yeah i like that i like that yeah oh my gosh so before the fight now are you are you are you, do you, do you train right up to it or do you, do you, you know, level off your training? You transition into different type of training before the fight. So I, I train in, um, I have two gyms that I, well, I have multiple gyms that I train at. So I live in Shreveport, Bossier, Louisiana, mm-hmm. and I'll travel three hours away to, to gladiators Academy to train with my coach who's there. And I'll, I'll, I'll do that. I'll get my training there. And then I fly out to California and I finished like this, this camp, that's what I did. I, I flew out to California. I finished my camp at MMA gold with my other coach, Jim West and my friend Aspen lad. And that's where, and I ended up wrapping up my camp, but I'm normally between, uh, California and Louisiana. Gotcha. And then when you got to Vegas, how long ago did you get to Vegas for this fight for got here, uh, Tuesday, I got here Tuesday, yesterday and okay. with the, with the COVID and everything. So now like we have to quarantine. So we had to uh, come immediately, get our fevers checked, get our, get our uh, COVID test and then back up to our room to quarantine for the remainder of the day. And today my test came back negative, which you know, <laughs> was no surprise. Yeah. Um, and then we're able to like move around and, you know, go train, go to the gym, you know, that type of thing. And yeah. tomorrow I got to do another COVID test and quarantine. So, so oh tedious. My gosh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but the training you do there now, is it, it's a lighter training than, than you normally do or? It is. Yeah. Yes. And, and the purpose of it is to more to sweat and to cut weight. You right. Know? So just staying moving, um, you know, not letting our, our bodies get like stiff or anything. So, you right. know, just keeping the everything, you know, muscle memory, sticking to the game plan and, and sweat and, and just stay moving. Yeah. Well, I, I know that you've got to go, I mean, you've got to go catch the shuttles at 10 to six and I hate, I hate to have to cut this short, but let's just, I want to go to a couple questions. So right now let's just talk about your favorite branded cowboy hat. It must be. My favorite branded cowboy hat. Yeah. Okay. I really love these Charlie one horse hats. I really do. They're great. And you know, I'm, I'm I'm working on a a sponsorship deal and maybe even getting my own brand, you know, um, with them. Um, but before Charlie one horse ever came into the picture, like I've always loved Stetson and resist all. And that's, yeah. those are normally my go-to actually my black one here is actually, a, it's a Stetson. Yeah. And, um, they've always been like, I just, I've always, you know, loved the fit and the style and I love the soft gray. So that's why I like really love this one. Cause I love the gray, the gray felt it's like classy, you know, elegant. Yeah. Black goes, black goes with pretty much everything, but this is, you know, more like, you know, it's kind of a classy look. I don't know. I think they're all, they're both good, but you know, so Charlie one horse. <laughs> yeah. You, well, you definitely need to have your own branded one with your name in it. That's for sure. I would love to. How, how about cowboy boots? Do you wear cowboy boots at all? Do you have a favorite brand of boots? I, I do. And I don't have a favorite brand of boots. Um, yeah, I don't really, I don't really have a favorite brand of boots, but I should look into that. I mean, I should, I, I mean, like, I'm not, I'm not too picky. You know right. what I mean? I do like the nice decorated looking ones, you know, with the cool designs and, um, sure. it just, it just depends, you know, on what I'm wearing really. <laughs> 
how about how about western movies cowboy movies you like any cowboy movies or you got a favorite you know i'm really bad at remembering names of <laughs> movies i'm the worst when it comes to remembering names of movies but i know my papa like i remember he would always watch them old westerns like anytime yeah. we'd walk in he was always watching the old black and white westerns um i love i love a good clint eastwood uh yeah. movie you know but i don't have any particular ones and at the moment i can't think because you put me on the spot and i can't like really think of that's all right you gotta you gotta you got other things to think about. You got to fight on Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> I'm bombing these questions. No, you're not. No, you're not. You're doing great. So now just a couple more things before we go. Do you see horses in your future? I, you know, I'd love to have a horse in, in my future. You know, I'd love to, to have some. My daughter, actually, she's got her own at her dad's house. You know, mm-hmm. my, my ex, I mean, his whole, his, his whole dad's side of the family like they're like ranchers and and um they have all kinds of like horses and cattle and you know they they live the life right and um you know i i would love to be able to to have that too and that's what i'm kind of working towards you know i mean i would love to have you know my own my own horses my own pastures and you know get my own animals and gardens and stuff you know like again like i used to when i was a kid you know because that's just that's such a, a good way to live, you know, it's healthy too. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Andrea, Hey, I really appreciate you coming on the, the podcast such short notice. We are going to be rooting for you. Where can people go follow you at your Instagram handle? Instagram, uh, Facebook, and also, uh, Twitter. It's all Andrea KGB Lee. And, um, you could just, you know, follow me at Andrea KGB Lee. That's it. Simple. Uh, follow okay. me there. It's all together. <laughs> okay. And then uh, e- uh, ESPN Plus, Saturday. September the 12th. September the 12th. You and Roxanne are going to go at it. And we are we are yes. definitely, definitely rooting for you. And then we'll set something up and we'll talk to you again here in a few weeks or so. Most definitely. Um, Hit me up. You know, I'll yeah. be uh, looking forward to it. <laughs> yeah, ab- absolutely. Well, hey, well, good luck. Thanks again for coming on. And we're rooting for you. Thank you. Every Friday afternoon, I hitch up the trailer, saddle up old rock, and ice down a cooler. I drive that old back road until it ends at the rope and Got them rusted out pickups and fancy rigs. Twenty thousand dollar horses, then there's my old stick. Although we're all the same, the minute we ride in to the roping pen. Philosophize most of life's problems. Yeah, we're gonna solve them down at the roping pen. 
you were always broke Just ask Clint what he paid a rope Now he's lost a dozen wives Half the fingers on his hands To the rope and pain And it takes a little skill And a little luck If you can talk smack If you can back it up Oh, but we're all friends No matter who wins Down at the rope and Tell a few more lies Drink another beer And hypothesize Most of life's problems By God we're gonna solve them Down at the Roman pit We'll see y'all again Next weekend Down at the Roman pit Down